Folks, before we even begin tonight, just want to um, send our thoughts and prayers to Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, who suffered cardiac arrest live on the field on uh, Monday night football. We know he is currently recovering um, and we wish him, his family, his teammates, the Buffalo Bills and their organization all the best. Um, Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Big Blue Avenue. Hank and Sam, obviously, before we get into Um, The Giants talk of tonight, we have to spend a minute or two on this because of the magnitude of, you know, putting life into perspective while addressing the game of football. And also a lot of Buffalo implants are on the New York Giants. So this has hit the Giants organization pretty hard uh, this past week. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, as you guys can see, I have I have a Bills pennant. I have a Giants pennant. Um, Bills are kind of my AFC team. Um, but the good news is, is that he's awake and he's responsive, which is really amazing. I- I think Sam went rogue on us there. Sam, okay. little frozen off uh her computer just turned off folks we'll try to get her back up in just a moment but hank uh your thoughts on demar hamlin before we proceed i mean look the game in the grand scheme of things i know technically the the bills and the bengals are fighting for that number one seed the game pretty much doesn't matter this was about a young man's life and Really, it was a life or death situation, and what happened was absolutely scary. And, you know, I went deeper into this on the last episode that I recorded of Game On, but I am just going to say, let let what happened to DeMar Hamlin be a reminder. Even if he does survive, hug your loved ones, hug all your friends and family a little tighter. You never know what could happen. Yeah, and I think um, one one person I want to acknowledge as well, Bill's assistant trainer, Denny Kellington, giving Hammond life-saving CPR on the field Monday night, giving him chest compressions uh, to get his heart back in rhythm beating before being sent to uh, the Cincinnati Medical Center Hospital. Um, but yeah, you know, definitely uh, hitting the Giants organization hard as well as the Buffalo Bills. And of course, the Cincinnati Bengals who were on the football field. And we'll get Sam's quick take on that as well. Um, before we proceed, but a few comments here already in the comments section. We appreciate uh, Bob McEwing saying what's up. Longtime fan, first time listener. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate the support. We're going to talk about Giants Eagles tonight a little bit. We'll reveal our Giants player of the week. We'll talk about Daniel Jones, folks. And if you are tuning in for the first time, like Bob is, make sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. At Big Blue Avenue, appreciate all the support. I know a little new look tonight. Um, I had to grab spare uh, pair of headphones quick. My old ones broke, so um, this should just be a tonight thing, hopefully. Also, quick reminder, this episode is presented by BetUS. You can sign up with our promo code below there at JOIN125. Um, great sponsor of ours if you like the sports bet. Um, you get a 125% sign-up bonus with that promo code below where you can bet anywhere, anytime, straight from your mobile device. That's BetUS where the game begins. And, Hank, 
The exciting part of tonight's show is that the New York Giants are going to the playoffs. Um, I'm very, very excited about this. A couple more wishes towards DeMar Hamlin here before we proceed. Phil Dunphy, thank you very much for the comment. Um, Craig as well, appreciate you, um, you know, showing some support. Garth Michael Patrick saying, what's up? Let's go. I'm on the gym, boys. I'm in the gym, he meant to say, but still showing some support. Um, very stylish Tom with the jersey. Yes, the real LT, Garth. I know you're a Chargers fan, so I'm just going to say that. That, that, <laughs> that is correct. And Marty Joins, Washington Commanders fan. What's going on, Marty? He says, Kenny Galladay is my player choice. Only needs 76 catches on Sunday for his 750K bonus. And <laughs> Kenny Galladay might be playing more on Sunday. We will see. Uh uh, sorry, guys. What's good, Sam? My Hope computer just decided to restart in the middle of that, so sorry about that. I uh, just want to give you a quick opportunity, Hank, and I just mentioned it, but any additional thoughts on DeMar Hamlin before we uh, proceed with the uh, playoff talk for this football team? Yeah, no, I was just I was just mentioning um, all the good news that was happening because of um, the updates we've been getting and um, to continue on with the good thoughts and, and the prayers and everything to continue his, his fast recovery. Absolutely. Um, very fast recovery right now. Um, Daniel Bakley saying, what's up, guys? Daniel Bakley is an Eagles fan. Oh, Daniel, you're in store. We have Sporty Jordy coming on tonight um, in a little bit to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Daniel Bakley also saying, good to hear he is heading in the right direction in his recovery. Absolutely. definitely. Although I still stand by what I said about, you know, enjoying all the little moments of sports. Absolutely. So first playoff berth since 2016. I know um, I had to do the recap the other night, but Hank and Sam, how are we feeling about a playoff berth? Um, This absolutely doesn't feel real, but I'm so happy the Giants are heading back to where they belong, quite frankly. Yeah. No, I mean, this was uh, one, it wasn't even a, a, stressful game to watch um this past week to secure this playoff berth which was um very refreshing for us and um no I think it feels amazing and I kind of forgot what it felt like to have a team going into the playoffs normally this would probably be one of our last shows and now we don't even know when our show is going to be ending because who knows maybe they maybe they carry on for a little bit of the playoffs who knows you know anything can happen any given Sunday or Saturday whatever days we're playing football nowadays um but yeah i'm i'm really excited i think that it's going to be great i'm excited to watch a playoff game with us in it being able to cheer them on and um no matter who our opponent is it's going to be great craig has a question sam um i'll let you take that one all right so it's asking about uh the bills pending in honor of demar hamlin um it isn't uh side it isn't actually for demar specifically but tonight it can be um i do have this bills pennant up pretty often um i got it when i went to the bills home opener this past season um like i said bills are kind of my secondary team so we're rooting for them and uh but yes for tonight for tonight it's for demar absolutely uh once you get in anything can happen and daniel's yeah. right Absolutely. Ask, uh, the last Ascara, uh, last two Super Bowl champions. And there's one thing we learned from this past week, um, which all three of us have known 
all season. Um, I'm not going to speak on either of your behalf, but I, I've sort of known this since last year. Daniel Jones is the franchise quarterback of the New York Giants. Um, he's not going anywhere. Uh, currently rumored last week that working on multi-year deals with uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I think Jones right now, given where the Giants are, their draft position, how well he's played in particular the last two weeks, he has proven his worth to this franchise. And that moment on the sideline with him and Nick Gates, yeah. where uh, Gates is saying, you know, we've, we, we've been through a lot. And Jones said, um, I forget what Jones said, but it was so funny. Um, we've it been was, through uh, hell. Or something you, like that. Were you talking about the um, See a Wednesday or no? No, it was no. a different video. Him and Nick Gates are on the sideline. I forget what he says too, but yeah, it's like a very sweet moment, and it's very obvious that they respect him. And you know, he's he's coming into his own on this team. It's like kind of like watching a kid grow up. I know he's pretty much the same age as us, but like seeing him grow into the into the Giants organization, and yeah, absolutely, Craig. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see Daniel Jones growing into our franchise quarterback it's it's amazing and and it's refreshing for us too as as these three people who have been saying this for years at this point that like this is the guy just give him a shot and it's finally coming to fruition and even people who aren't Giants fans are starting to notice which is like that's the biggest thing all right um it's more about the eye test the numbers on a paper and I think people are starting to realize that um and yeah, it's everything that's happened. This whole win was just a surreal feeling. And again, if I come across as somebody who's like treating this win as a goal, just know, no, I'm not. We have a right to be happy about this because think about everything that's happened since uh, that fluky 11-5 season where, where Jerry Reach pretty mm-hmm. much sold his soul into the devil and, you know, paid all that money for all those overpaid veterans, all for that clop playoff clobbering against the Green Bay Packers where, you know, two, a group of receivers decided to join the Beach Boys and then the Packers had a Hail Mary catch as part of retribution. Yeah. In fact, I made, a, I made a long Facebook post regarding that. And then not to mention you had Eric Dandelion, the human pylon slash subway turnstile. You had... The court, the coach that I'll politely refer to as the guy who replaced Tom Coughlin, the guy who you know decided to bench Eli for no for no legitimate reason, and then the antics of Odell Beckham Jr., the you know all all the terrible drafting that Dave Gettleman did. You had Pat Shermer, Pat Shermer, yes, and then the false hope that was the NFC least in 2020, because in the grand scheme of things, yes, that was false hope. That was a mirage. The black cat. Three meetings, and yes, of course, the three and nine, the absolute worst play call that I have ever seen. I don't, I don't know what can top that. I mean, I know Jaguar Gator Nine's probably posted many dumb moments that are probably just as dumb as that. And Phil, you're damn right. I'm a believer in Daniel Jones. Why else would I be wearing a jersey? Um, and back to this comment, Bob. Um, reason why we're believers in Jones is because of not just his performance on the field, but his professionalism off the field. You know, obviously his teammates have his back. Saquon Barkley saying always the first car uh, at the facility every day. He's there before Saquon. And we know how Saquon likes to get to everything early. And 
I think when you put that into consideration and what he's had to deal with, the adversity he's dealt with this year, losing Sterling Shepard and Wandale Robinson to injuries, um, the terrible contract given to Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton dropping passes, Daniel Bellinger with an eye injury for several weeks, a revolving door at left guard and right tackle when Neil was hurt this year. So those are things that all need to be considered when evaluating Daniel Jones, and he's done a fine job richie james and isaiah hodgins are now relevant wide receivers and nobody knew who they who they were before the season and now these teams have to put them on their scouting report because daniel jones has uplifted their play and he got a standing ovation from the metlife crowd from the new york crowd new jersey crowd which is something that's tough yeah tough is the word to use yeah i agree 100 that was by far one of the moments, one of the best moments that gave me chills of all time, yeah. especially having been in the stadium in person to witness all of that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. LT ring the kickoff bell was pretty cool too. But like, I think the Daniel Jones chance was just as much of an emotional moment for me only because like we said, we were all, we've all been diehard fans for a long time. We saw what Daniel Jones went through. We were among those who've supported him. And look, don't get me wrong. Were there probably a small fraction of fans that were probably on the other side and like, you know, heckling Daniel Jones when that happened? Sure. But you know what? At this point, I don't really care. He I would bet you that so many there were probably a lot of other fans that were just as supportive of Daniel Jones as we were. It's really a small fraction of the fan base. That- and, and think and think about, too, just Daniel Jones as a person dealing with the adversity that he has been. I know that people say, you know, they don't listen to the media and they don't read comments and like this and that, but some had to have filtered through. He must have seen people constantly saying how he's not the guy, how he's bad at football, how he sucks, this, that, and the other thing. And to, to see people, an entire crowd cheering your name, like that must, that's got to feel good. For Daniel Jones, that's got to raise his confidence and a contract. I know that he says that he's not thinking about it, but a contract will also make you feel a lot more confident as well. I think that's a bit of a stretch, John. I say 25 Hmm. to 30 million max. Uh, Bob McEwing says, I remember you being a big Joe Judge guy. He single-handedly ruined the culture. I could not disagree with that comment more. We're not going to talk about Joe Judge, but – uh, this has nothing to do with Daniel Jones. Um, I clearly said what I said last year. Joe Judge, I don't think he was the root of the issue. He was not necessarily the best answer, though. Hank, as you would say, both can be true. Both can be true. Did Joe Judge get royally screwed? Yes. Was he the best man to fix all these issues? No. Both can be true. Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth, Tom. Yeah, I know these two have my back on it, even though they may not have been as big Joe Judge supporters as I was. I mean, you know, it's important to, I guess, put that into perspective. But also, Dable got everything that Judge wanted mm-hmm. when he was head coach. Um, yes. That's not, nothing against Dable whatsoever. He's the superior head coach. Um, so... Giants finished the year 5-0 and against the AFC. Incredible. Um, they need to do better against the NFC. But this is the first time the Giants have scored 30-plus points since October 11th, 2020. And this is their biggest win since December 9th, 2018, 40-16 against Washington. So incredible 
stuff. And Hank, do you have anything to say on that before we reveal our uh, Giants player of the week? That was the other thing that made the game feel really surreal because I was expecting that it would be, and you guys can vouch for me on this. I was expecting it to be a really close game, but then the Giants broke away in the second half. No, even when the Colts had that 50 yard reception and that field goal, it never once felt to me like the Colts were going to win that game, especially after Landon Collins had that pick six and especially after Kayvon Thibodeau had that sack. And look, say what you want about what Jeff Saturday said. What did his guys do to, to defend themselves? Nothing. They just let Kayvon Thibodeau do his thing. You want to see the difference between a winning col- a good culture and a bad culture? That's it right there. Yeah, no, I think I think people keep constantly coming back to that. And it's been discussed so many times in the media. Kayvon one didn't know that Nick Foles was hurt and he was celebrating. And if someone had stopped him, I'm sure he probably would have stopped. But it, it's like constantly coming up. And even Kayvon's like, all right, I get it. It's over. Like, sorry, didn't mean to do that. It was not good, but I didn't know he was hurt. Jeff Saturday just, you know, he's a very, you know, young, not young in age, but a young rookie coach. He doesn't, he doesn't really know what's going on. At the on. same time, I will say that I don't think Thibodeau should have been doing snow angels on the ground after that sack. That's just my opinion on the situation. Um, yeah, I mean, celebrations are celebrations, though. Yeah. But, they kind of come with the game. Yeah, I think after the game is the time I would celebrate or scoring a touchdown. But for a defense, usually that is their time to celebrate. So there could hold some truth to that. I just, for me, in my personal character, you know, that that's something I would personally avoid, but to each their own uh, franchise tag is 35 million. I don't think they would go below the tag. Would they? Uh, it's been done before, Steve. It was done. I forget who recently got less than the tag. Um, I'm trying to think there was a quarterback. Kyler Murray got way above the tag. Um, they just extended. Oh, shit. Who was it? 2018 rookie, um, Josh Allen, I think his – no, he was also above the tag. Oh, no, yeah, he was way above the tag. You might be right with this. You might be right with this, actually. Um, Jones just needed a guy with uh, – he is a QB whisperer, but Jones also does deserve a lot of credit. And speaking of which, Sam, who is our New York Giants player of the week? Our New York Giants, Big Blue Avenue, big player of the week is going to be Daniel Jones, of course. Um, The kid has been absolutely phenomenal, not only this week, but throughout the entire season. Um, He he was 19 of 24 for 173 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he was zacked zero times, which just goes to show if Daniel Jones is given the time, he can get the job done. Uh, 96.9 QBR. 125.2 rating and a uh, 79% completion rate. 11 rushes for 91 yards. Two of our touchdowns were Daniel Jones rushing touchdowns, which were both very beautiful. So that was a four total touchdowns in one game. Seven drives versus the Colts. He had four touchdowns and one field goal to end the half. Darius Slayton fumble, punt on a missed third down. Um, posting posted the highest single game QBR rating and passer rating games in the NFL this season, top 10 overall in QBR this year. Um, Jones's uh, EPA 
was 96 percentile. Wow, I don't think I read that when I created this. Um, C, I don't know what CPOE stands for. What does that stand for? Uh, CPOE is completion percentage over ex- expected, something over along expected. Those lines. Gotcha. Yeah, advanced stats. Yeah. Um, was 91st percentile, um, 67.2%. 3,205 passing yards, 22 total touchdowns, and five interceptions, and the interception percentage is the best in the NFL, 708 rushing yards, which I should say that um, I wrote that down. Only uh, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields have better rushing yards in quarterbacks right now. Um, And, of course, he is a four-time New York Giants player of the week and Big Blue Avenue player of the week maybe three or four times as well. So yes, pretty good stuff. Four times. Yep. Four times. So yeah. And I, but yeah, I just want to say real quick to also add on to this, that with the rushing yards, like if we really are comparing Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts, which I think are, you know, great quarterbacks in their own respect. um, Daniel Jones has been able to do almost everything Jalen Hurts has been able to do. And that's with a non elite offense. So just putting that out there. Um, More comments here. Craig says, I really like Dibs, but he was wrong for what he said about Saturday. Yeah, that's not you come out and say um, yeah. in, the, in the media that you don't know who the guy is. Um, respect your elders. Don't say you don't know who Jeff Saturday is. I do agree with this. Um, again, uh, it was disrespectful. He, heat, of, heat of the moment. I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with that, but – I do like to think there's truth to Thibodeau not actually knowing. He knew Foles was on the ground, but I there's no way. I genuinely don't think that if he saw what was going on, he would continue to do that. that that's just – that's incredibly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like as a rookie that you would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have done that if he realized Foles was thriving in pain at his ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, Jones just needed – what's up, Steve? What's up, Colt G? How are you? Uh, happy New Year. Jones just needed a staff to believe in him and look at the results. It was absolutely. Did you see that video of Brian Dable like smiling mm-hmm. at Daniel Jones when he came off the field? It's like, yeah, so pure. And um, can I bring up the story where Brian Dable during yes. training camp he rigged the practices and basic basically as a way to set Jones up to fail and have Tyrod Taylor look good. Daniel Jones was completely unfazed, and from that moment on, Dave's knew Jones was his guy. And, you know, the way Jones handled getting chewed out after that Titans game, that's the moment that I look back on as the real emergence of Daniel Jones this year. Because, like, because you remember, the Giants were looked like they were about to lose that game. And mm-hmm. any other year, that interception means game over. The exact right. opposite happened. The Giants came back and won. Also, thanks to Dibs and his gutsy decision to go for two, which I, you and I both were in fully on board with that decision. I don't know. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, John, happy new year, buddy. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a few moments. 173 passing yards sure gets the job done. Um, four touchdowns gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't need to throw for 300, 350 yards, which were probably your expectations, Bob. No, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Why won't they start Nick Gates at center? Feliciano is a liability. I, I agree. Feliciano's a guard. He's not a center. 
Um, I think that's limited him this year. Um, maybe they're thinking about Nick Gates' health right now. Maybe if over the offseason, mm-hmm. maybe he can transition into center. That would be my hope. Nick Gates is also due for a contract at the end of the year. I think Feliciano was signed because they weren't sure with Gates um, and his health. Um, And I also think Feliciano being in that Bills offense last year and working with Brian Dable has also helped Daniel Jones a little bit. For sure. Um, My issue is with his lame sack celebration and then the go to sleep thing on the sideline. Um, Ben Cruz says, Happy New Year. Congrats to the G-Men on making the playoffs. Bob says, I'm a realist. Sorry to tell you. Bob, I'm sorry to tell you that four total touchdowns is the reason why Daniel Jones got our player of the week, not as 173 (laughs) passing yards. If you expect a guy to throw for uh, 300, 350 passing yards when your team is blowing a team out by halftime, I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Points are points. Also, weren't we complaining about the set of receivers he ha- he had or lack thereof? Like, j- mm-hmm. just stop. Just acknowledge that Daniel Jones is a damn good quarterback and better than you realize. The problem is people don't like to admit when they're wrong. And I'm not saying Bob was ever – I'm not saying anybody was ever Jones hater or a lover. But if somebody has said, oh, they've proved me wrong, it's a lot of respect when you admit that. And that's what you would hope that somebody would, would do. Also, wouldn't you rather be pleasantly surprised and wrong than right and disappointed? Haven't I said that often for the wrong reason? Look, we have an Eagles fan saying this. He proved me wrong this year. Yep. That's all you need to know, Bob. (laughs) Come on, Bob. (laughs) Get with the program. Um. I'll say it. I'm a man. He proved me wrong. Glad we have him. That's right. Steve wasn't a big Jones uh, fan, but Steve has also been supporting him this year. Phil says, come "Come on, on, Bob, Bob." as well. You know, Bob, uh, (laughs) let's see if we can get you. (laughs) Oh, he, okay. All right. Yeah, you can have your opinion. That's that's totally fine. Absolutely. Um, And like I said, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is necessarily an elite quarterback, the whole point I'm trying to say saying. is he's a guy that can win your. He's a guy that can win you games. He deserves the right to play with a number one and a number two receiver next mm-hmm. year in an I'm, offense similar. I'm excited to yeah. see what he does in the in the playoffs because we've seen people it's, it's like Lamar, right? Lamar plays amazing in the regular season. The second he gets to the playoffs, he starts to decline for whatever reason. We saw it with Josh Allen as well, and who has gotten better over the years because the Bills mm-hmm. are consistently in the playoffs. But I'm excited to see Daniel Jones actually perform in the playoffs because, you know, it's kind of a different different set of games and obviously more pressure. So it definitely feels weird. Um, but I'm happy that the Giants are there. Uh, Giants re-signed Daniel Jones's buddy, David Sills, to the practice squad uh, this week. They terminate Jack Heflin, defensive tackle. Giants legend Michael Strahan addressed the team at practice today. Um, Great to see that. And now we get into our little preview here. We'll bring up our guest in just a moment. Um, Returning guest. um, No spoilers, though. Um, This game got flexed to a 425 p.m. start time. Giants-Eagles. Eagles Eagles lead the all-time series, Hank, 90-87-2. But... Since one particular incident, I think 
that was the beginning of the end of the Giants controlling this all-time series history. Yeah, that was that's the moment that I've always pinpointed the moment where a certain group of of Giants, in particular, one Super Bowl hero wide receiver with hands the size of bear claws, essentially, probably should have stayed away from that New York City nightclub, much less uh, carried a certain weapon around at the time when he was going there. And obviously, if you know your history, you know what I'm talking about. And ever since then, that record includes that playoff game, which I still get nightmares thinking about that as as well as a certain other game that I'd rather not relive. I mean, there's already a video of me on the Review Preview channel, like having to go over that game and film. So let's let's not go there. But the bottom line is the Eagles have just dominated the Giants like nobody else's business and dominated them to the point that on the same day that the Eagles took the lead in this franchise series, they made Eli Manning's record below 500. How does that not sit well with, how does that sit well with you? If you're a Giants fan, it doesn't. Hey, but he got back to 500 the next week. He did. And at the end of the day, we all know he's going to be a hall of famer and he's won (laughs) one more Super Bowl. He's won more titles than that franchise has. So it's all good. A couple more things. Last meeting, Eagles won 48 to 22 back in week 14. As we mentioned, they jumped out to a 21 nothing lead. They have still not clinched the NFC East in week 18, which is very hard to believe. They're currently on a two-game winning streak, a win, and the Eagles clinch the number one seed. The Giants are the number six seed. Will they and should they play their starters? I say yes. You play every single starter that is healthy. You play to win the game, especially against the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't want to see Barkley or Jones being rested. Um, there's a chance it could happen. If it happens, oh well. But I'd be okay with a with a beginning start, like you know, maybe third quarter take out like you know if we really wanted to rest these guys for for the playoffs I would understand that but not from the beginning you know it's still a game that needs to be played and then we can still play spoiler for the Eagles which at this point it's like Eagles or Cowboys you know the lesser evil here um Mm -hmm. but no I I don't see any reason why these guys can't start and get some more reps in before the playoffs next week I'm gonna say this I mean look I'm not saying you necessarily have to play them the entire game. In fact, if there are certain starters that aren't 100% healthy, then I can understand that. However, besides that, you got to start your guys because you have to play this game with the mindset of trying to get the reps ready and try to, you know, see what you can do to play spoiler. Because even if the Giants, even if say the Giants lose this game by like a touchdown or a field goal, you want to at least like gain a bit of confidence in playing tough against a team that, you know, for pretty much all season besides the past few weeks has been absolutely dominant. So you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain at this point. So I don't think it's even a debate that you should like, you know, start your guys. And I I'm of the belief that any team going into the last week should at the very least start their guys for the first half. 
also with Jones arguably coming off the two best games of his career, I think you want to keep that momentum going, even if it's not the full game, so that when you go into Minnesota the following week, assuming they are the three, you know, you have a chance. But without any further ado, um, I know the DeMar Hamlin thing made us go over a little bit, but that's totally okay. Um, we're going to bring up our guest for the evening, the one, the only, the Sporty Jordy, uh, one of our favorite Eagles fans, probably our <laughs> favorite one that we've had on. Uh, Jordan, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Thanks so much for having me on again. Doing great. Doing great. Um, I just feel like we just had you on like four or five weeks ago. And it was. It was. It was like three weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Quite, was it? I think so. Three, three or four weeks ago. Hmm. It was four weeks ago because I remember yours truly ironically went to Philly the week after, although that was to see my Rangers destroy the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys definitely, you have our cards there, so. <laughs> <sighs> well, I know there's a big question, and Sam, I want to start with you here. Um, yes. We, we, we don't know who's starting at QB this week. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that I, I know that we've even spoke about a lot this, these past two weeks, Jordan. So, you know, who would you rather see? Um, and who do you think will end up being the starter for the Eagles this Sunday? Yeah. So my answer over the course of the last two weeks has changed dramatically. Um, going into it. I literally said, I was like, listen, if Minshew plays the saints and loses, Um, I still would prefer to see him start against the Giants because, I mean, I'm someone who has a Gardner Minshew Eagles jersey hanging on the wall behind her. I was Minshew mania all the way. But with the way our team has looked under him the last two weeks, I am now all for at least start Jalen Hurts for the first half of this game, kind of like what you guys were saying just before you brought me on. Um, Just because, I mean, I'm I'm not as confident about my Eagles team coming into – this game as I was the last time we played the Giants last time we played you guys I know I was nice on here and I was like oh yeah Giants can cover like (laughs) game." but I knew there was a part of me that's like the Eagles are gonna blow them out this week we don't even need a blow we can win by one point that's all we need to clinch that one seed so I at least want Jalen Hurts to come out give get us ahead I mean I'm and last time we played you guys, we went up 21 nothing in the first quarter. So like if he can come out, get us up by a touchdown or two, kind of at least give us that lead and then finish with Gardner Minshew, I think that's best case scenario. Um, but yeah, no, I am now we've officially entered start Jalen Hurts. I do not want to blow this one seed. That's the mode we're in. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. However, If I'm being honest, and Jordy, tell me where I'm wrong. I don't even think the Jalen Hurts injury is even the biggest loss that the Eagles had. I think the loss of Lane Johnson is an absolute killer because I I think I saw a stat somewhere and some Eagles fan on Twitter like confirmed it. That I don't think that guy allowed a sack, no? No. No. And to lose him for the season and – Look, you guys know what I've often said. You need a really strong offensive lineman to have a functioning offense. And it's obvious that he was a big reason as to why Miles Sanders has the amount of rushing yards and touchdown heat towns that he has. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is having the MVP like year that he has. And in fact, 
he's partially why I don't really like to think of Jalen Hurts as an MVP. No offense, Jordan, but again, we're all entitled to our opinions. <laughs> would you? Would you pretty much? How important, real, truly, is he on the right side of of that offensive line? And do, and how how do you think it's going to affect them going into the playoffs? I mean, we've already seen it, and I think the combination of losing Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts these last two weeks really has been that silent killer because um, I think, like, let's look at it. If we had Jalen Hurts out there with no Lane Johnson, you have a ch- you have a much better chance of winning, but I still think we see a much different Eagles offense than we have from the first 15 weeks of the season. But when you have Gardner Minshew out there with no Lane Johnson, you really see how how much weight he really holds and, and how crucial he is. So it's that was so devastating. And losing Jalen Hurts, like I said, like I've been a Gardner Minshew believer. Like I really thought, like I was like, oh, this sucks, but like Gardner Minshew's going to be able to do it. And I think had Lane Johnson been out there, we would have been clinched the one seed wouldn't have been an issue for the rest of the season. But I mean, it just shows, I mean, Nick Sirianni said it best. He's not just the best right tackle in the league. He is the best tackle. Like he is that important. He's been a foundation for our team for years and years and years. Um, So it's devastating. But I think, like I said, getting Jalen hurts back, I think gives us the, if, if he plays, um, gives us that best chance of winning. Um, and I don't think we'll see the best of Jalen Hurts without Lane Johnson, but I still trust that he could get it done. He's such a good football player. And Phil oh. has a comment. I hate the Eagles, but their Christmas album was an absolute delight. It really was. No, it was like literally mad. And the um, one of the songs really had me crying when they brought Meryl Reese up. They had Jalen Hurts on there, Nick Sirianni. Like, the, it was the whole team. Um, <laughs> and I literally was in the car listening to it with my sister, and I started crying. But yeah, no, amazing, amazing Christmas album. I want to ask you about the ground game. That's a huge disadvantage for us. Um it was a huge disadvantage for Wink and Baltimore, too. And we're seeing it here now. Giants historically good against the run. Now, uh, the run this year is a huge problem for us defensively. Last time out, the Eagles had 253 yards on the ground and four touchdowns. What adjustment? I mean, you would know best as an Eagles fan. What adjustment do the Giants need to make to – you know, help themselves out defensively against Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. <laughs> you know, I think I think this definitely goes back to the Lane Johnson conversation as well, because I think you guys definitely have more of an upper hand now uh, just because we're not going to have the amount of time. And I think that's that's been a very crucial part to this season. Like you've seen Jalen Hurts is obviously a mobile quarterback, so he has that advantage on him already. And, and we have a very strong um, run game. So I, I just think it's going to be the quickness, like making sure that we have absolutely no time to do anything. And like I said, that door's kind of open for you guys now. Um, so I think that's, that's going to be one way to stop it. It does give you guys the upper hand uh, slightly, which makes me a little nervous. Again, luckily, your run defense, no offense, love you all, um, hasn't been super strong all year. So I'm hoping that with all of the pieces that we do have thrown Boston, because Boston Scott, I was looking for him all game. They didn't throw him until garbage time. Um, so I think kind of throwing, utilizing him a little bit more for us, um, relying on him and Miles Sanders as much as possible and just having that dual threat using Gainwell when possible. 
Um, especially with no Lane Johnson, I think that that's going to be the key into um, kind of still making moves. But, you know, I think for you guys, just trying to get to us as quick as possible to not really give us an opportunity to make that happen. Yeah, no, I, I remember when when Jordan and I were at the last Giants Eagles game this year. Uh, Miles Sanders had these bright green cleats on, and every single time I saw these bright green cleats running down the field, I was like, "There he goes, yeah. he's running off again." There he goes, and Jordan kept also. We kept looking for Boston Scott because Jordan actually had a bet on him. Yeah, um, I heard Boston Scott hit, scored two touchdowns, which did not hit, but you know, still, nonetheless. Um, yeah, the run game is definitely something that's really important. And I think we actually do have a little bit more of an opportunity to, like, get a, on top of it. But still, it's a, it's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, but moving on to our next question here. Um, Josh Sweat is somebody who, it, it, yeah, um, that, that may or may not be in this game. We don't really know what's going on with him. But who is going to be the person that's going to step up if Josh Sweat can't play in this game. Yeah, no, I mean, I pulled up our depth chart right before the show to take a look. It's it's really, it's really sad because you have Robert Quinn on IR. You have Derek Barnett on IR. You have Josh Sweat, who's still questionable. So when I tell you we need Javon Hargrave and Linval Joseph to step up and play their little freaking hearts out, <laughs> um, because I really, I think there's a very slim chance that we see Sweat this week. I think realistically they're they're going to try and hold him for um, playoffs, which I want. Um, but when you have the one seed on the line, it, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be really scary. And I mean, you've seen our defense. Um, I mean, against the Cowboys, if our defense stepped up against the Cowboys, we could have won that game. Like we were in it. Our offense was in it with them. It was back and forth. They needed every second of that game to beat us. Um, so our defense is making me very nervous right now. Um, and without Josh Sweat, I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of injuries. And I talked about that. I mean, the biggest thing the last time I was on here, we we're talking about CJ Gardner Johnson. Right. Uh, now we're talking about Josh Sweat. Like it's just kind of been this rotation. Um, but yeah, no, so we need Hargrave to, to really step up and the rest of the defense to just play smart. Um, we need our secondary to kind of just be aggressive. And if we can get them to get some flashy plays, a couple turnovers when we can, um, I think stuff like that is going to be a big, um, benefit for us, especially if our offense is a little shaky and if everyone can kind of just like pull the broken pieces together to get us this one last win to get us to the playoffs, we'll get a lot more. I mean, Lady Johnson's pushing off surgery, so he can play in the postseason. And by that point, we should have Josh Sweat back. It gives us that extra week to kind of get everyone healthy um, as much as possible. It's, it's a tough end of the season, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I was literally just thinking this. They're I related, right? They are? I think. Right, I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, I just don't know. Because I was just common. thinking about that. After I asked that question, I was like, hmm, I wonder if Joshua is related to Montez Sweat. Um, before we get to the next question, and as Sam's Googling that, Daniel says, I think you might see Fletcher taking snaps at the end. You might have to. We are. It's slim pickings. So that would be crazy to see. Um I, but I mean, like our pass. Yeah, I'm gonna beat you to it. No, they're not. I ju- I just read it, Hank. Can you even <laughs> give me a second to say it? No, they're not related whatsoever. No bloodline. 
You know I'm you know I'm too competitive, Sam. I'm sorry. I was right there. I was reading it as you said it. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, because our pass rush is in really good shape. So if they gotta rotate a little bit just to kind of hold us together, I mean, I'm like it's literally it's this last game, and we are a healthy Eagles team. Again, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. A healthy Eagles team rolled over the Giants in MetLife. So I just need this broken team right now to kind of put the puzzle pieces together to do enough to just get us a win, to clinch that one seed, give us the bye week, um, and then and then we take it from there and, and we reevaluate in playoffs. <laughs> Larry saying what's up. He's a fellow Cowboys. Not a fellow. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys fan entering the chat. I almost gave, almost spooked myself out there. Uh, what's up, Larry? Thank you for the comment. Dudo, my man, Bison. Uh, massive salutes and respects to Tommy, Hank, Sam, and Cole from all of us. Over 200 diehard Italian Giants fans, all rugby players from Italy here in stinky city of Philly. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> so I mean, Philly is a beautiful place to be. I don't. I don't think Philly's that bad, but is it my favorite city? Mm, can't say that it is. I don't even think it's. I know it is fine. I have to say that. It's my Larry favorite. says he knew I was a Cowboys what? fan. I can't say too much because my second cousins are Eagles fans, so uh, I will plead the fifth on that. Mm. Um, well, done. Yeah, Hank, <laughs> I, I believe you're up on the panel now. Yeah, I am. I'm still trying to get all this. uh, Regain your composure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So basically now I know what I'm going to ask you. So, Jordy, what would you say is your biggest concern about the Eagles as we head into the playoffs? I mean, it's I hate to keep going back to it, but it's all the injuries um, just because there's such big names on both sides of the ball. Um that I mean, we've already seen it affecting us. And again, like even if Jalen Hurts plays, we don't know what Jalen Hurts hasn't played in two weeks. We don't know. Initially, I thought the injury was like next to nothing, but for him to even be a question mark coming into this game, that's kind of like, I mean, it's not end all break all because we're in the playoffs no matter what. But when we dominated this whole season and now we're still fighting for that one seed in week 18 against a a division rival um, and there's still a question mark if he's going to play, it does make me super nervous. Um, And we really need him to be. I mean, we saw um, the game against the Colts. We played awful that game. Offense and defense could do nothing, but it was Jalen Hurts himself that was the glue that kind of got us that w and that's kind of the game that i'm expecting in this where it's gonna be nitty-gritty down to the end and then we just kind of pull it out at the very end um which i'd be okay with like i said i just want to we need to win by one point one point gets us the one seed that's all i need um but yeah no it's it's definitely just these big names and hopefully i mean we have a lot of depth that's helped us out all season so just need all these other guys to kind of step up and and get it done. Slot corner. Avante is not practicing, right? Yeah, no, it's bad. He's got a significant toe injury. That's not good. Wasn't Avante? Didn't Avante just come back that game against the Giants? Yes, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, that was his first game back. And then yeah, and we have Dallas Goddard back. I really haven't seen. I mean, Dallas Goddard, he's made good catches, but it just seemed like Gardner Minshew really wasn't clicking 
And and I don't know if that's because if that's on our offensive coordinator, if they're playing, if they're calling plays that are made for Jalen Hurts that don't fit Gardner Minshew. I, I, I don't know. And I saw A.J. Brown, who's been calm, cool, and collected all season, get really, really, really mad. Um, and I haven't really seen that side. It just seemed like the communication wasn't there. And I, and I don't know if that's on Gardner, if it's on the coaching. Like, I, I don't know what the issue is. But our team just feels tense right now. And I literally remember the last time I came on here, I was like, yeah, I was like, what's guiding us right now is the good vibes around our team. Like, no one's being a diva. Everyone's communicating. And, and we were, we've been lacking that. And that's resulted in two losses back to back. So um, I, I, I really want to as much as I mean, I like I talked to Sam about this regularly for the last couple weeks i was like rest jalen hurts i don't want to see him i don't want to see him till playoffs and now i'm like please please come out at least yeah. give us that head start um and then we'll see what happens from there but it's going to be interesting yeah definitely an interesting thing to see what happens um i'm not sure what this ihop comments about do we know any context to that something about two years ago Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, were they involved in an IHOP incident? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, or AJ Brown? Was AJ Brown? I like not, have no idea. Not sure, but yeah, I want to hear about it though. Yeah, elaborate on that if you could, please. Um, trying to keep up with all the comments. But Jordan, next question: If the Eagles clinch the one seed, you'd be off the first week. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you would get in the second round? So if. I was looking at this ahead of time. If um, the playoff bracket stays the way it is right now, I mean, we're, it'd be Tampa playing Dallas. Um, and at that point, we'd either be up against Tom Brady or Dak Prescott. And those, I don't want to play either of them. Um, personally, I'm honestly low-key hoping for Tom Brady a little bit. I think – our team could, I mean, there's just so much with the Cowboys and mm-hmm. the Eagles that I don't know, division playoff games oh. are intense. Um, and the Bucks feel like a very beatable team right now. Now I'm saying that talking about a very healthy Eagles team. If the Eagles played like they did the first half of this season, not even the first three quarters of this season, we can beat the Bucks. I'm really not worried about that. Um, the injuries make me a little nervous. Um, and there are pros. I mean, when we lost to the Cowboys, I mean, I saw, and again, I think this was us just tr- trying to cling on to hope and feel better about a loss, but it, statistically it is very, very, very difficult to beat a team three times in one season. So if we do take on the Cowboys, um, we're split. It's kind of anybody's game at that point, but I'd honestly rather play the Bucks. I really would. Hmm. Playoff Tom Brady, though. It, 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 oh, they just haven't looked... I know, but he does that sometimes, and then he ends up in the playoffs, and then it's just like he also hates the Eagles. This is and what Mike I think. Evans is back. Be careful yeah. what you wish for, though. Evans yeah. is back. Yeah, and they're finally starting to throw to him again. But if all the seedings stay the same, and the Eagles get the one, and this is why I want the Giants starters to play on Sunday. If we upset Minnesota, we would likely get the Eagles because I don't see San Francisco losing to the seventh seed. Oh yeah. So it would be Giants Eagles in the divisional round. Holy moly! And then you would avoid Tampa and Dallas. I just got I mean, chills. I, like <laughs> I just got chills. I do like it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That could be because we should have won the game in Minnesota on Christmas Eve, but we didn't. So 
that's a place we go back there three weeks later now, and, if we, and beat them. That's awesome. a tricky situation because, like I just said, statistically it is very hard to beat a team three times in one season. So if we beat you guys this weekend and then see you in the playoffs. Yeah, not – yeah. That's probably not good. <laughs> Cowboys fan Larry, not confident in a first-round matchup against Tom Brady. Well, by the way, Tom, fun fact, there was a giant team that did the Eagle, beat the Eagles thrice, thrice in a season. Do you know thrice. what it was? It, it, it wasn't 08 because that was the 23-11 game. Um, 2010? Ah, shit. 2000? Yeah, Giants won three times that year. The Seahorn pick six, right? That was that game. Yes, that was the last time the Giants ever really had the Eagles number. I would say. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Maybe 2007 we stopped them, but that was the last time the Giants had a long winning streak against the Eagles. Jim Fossil. Jim Fossil. That was the Jim Fossil versus Andy Reid days. No, 2001, Daniel, was your first win against us since, I want to say, 1996. As a Giants fan, the Cowboys Nation, you play to win the game. Interesting. So you'd rather face Philly than Dallas. Yeah, you don't know ball. Confusing. I don't I don't really have a preference on anything. Yeah, I think they're both pretty equal yeah. opponents. Yeah. Uh, That's a uh, it's gonna it, be it would it would depend on where we're at in terms of the other team's injuries, so on and so forth. But, I mean, I don't want to play either of them, to be honest. Well, but. For, this, um, for the seventh seed, mm-hmm. is that going to be – so what, if Seahawks lose, will it be whoever wins Giants-Packers? I mean, not Giants-Packers, Lions-Packers? Correct. Yeah. So if Green. the Seahawks win, they're in. If they lose, it's the winner? It's No, if Seattle it's- loses, they need – Green Bay to lose to get in. No, because the Lions can still get in. I'm sorry. If Seattle wins, they need Green Bay to lose. (gasps) Green Green Bay, it's a win. So if so if which makes no sense because they're the nine seed. But according to that Kornacki guy, you know the guy who does all the Seahawks this season. Is that why? Did Packers and Seahawks play this season? But if the Lions win and the Seahawks win too, the the, the Lions don't get into the playoffs? No, the Seahawks would that stay. That is some BS. The Lions would need I'm Seattle. I'm rooting against the, the Seahawks. I know. I feel them. so bad because I was so Baker. excited for with all season, but I want the Lions in the playoffs so bad. I know. Baker, the Rams historically have the Seahawks number. This is this year's a different year. I think the Rams are going to win. Peace, love, Baker. Giants beat the Vikings in the first round. I will destroy my jean shorts. Huh? Interesting. Those must be very important to you, Craig. Jamie says hello, ladies. Hi, Jamie. That's my mom, by the way, Jordy and Sam. I'm well, Sam, you know this, but Jordy, my mom's also one of your biggest fans. Just <laughs> thought I'd put that out there. We <laughs> love Hank's mom. So much. I we love, love Hank's mom. Uh, Sam, obviously, we're big Brian Dable fans, but setting you up here, uh, yes, Nick Sirianni, the job he's done. 
since yeah. taking over. Yeah, definitely. Nick Sirianni was somebody that I know even Jordan was a little um, nervous about Nick Sirianni coming in and being the head coach. He kind of like didn't know what was going on and, you know, this, this and that. But Jordan, what would you say is your top three um, ranked candidates for head coach of the year this year? So ironic enough, they're all kind of, you guys are going to like this. So Nick Sirianni, I mean, to me, especially it comes down to if we win tomorrow, if we win Mm. tomorrow, I think it's Nick Sirianni. Um, But I want to give a very honorable mention to Brian Dable because I think he could absolutely deserve it. I mean, he kind of came in and brought life to the Giants, which he just made them fun again. Like you guys were fun this season. Like there were a couple moments this season where I was watching you guys and I was like, they kind of got a vibe to them. Like they got a swag and for you guys to make the playoffs for the first time in so long. I, I don't know. I just think uh, he, he deserves recognition. So he's on my list. And then as much, like I love to say this, Doug Peterson making. Wow. Like uh, the Jags may win their division, which is insane to me. Like the quick turnaround that they had. Um, And for him to kind of just come in and do it. And their team is so far from being complete. And yet he's, potentially taking them to the playoffs in his first year there. Um, it just goes from one of the worst. Oh, yes, yes. Um, you know, I, I think Dougie P deserves deserves the recognition. I thought for a second, I thought you were going to say Dan Campbell. I do love him. I do, and I think he's fantastic. Um, and the Lions picked it up towards the end of this season. Yeah, but they were a little on the decline for a bit. Yeah, Yeah. there was the big chunk of the season where I was like, what is happening to you guys? Like, I wanted you to be better than this. And they they figured it out. But I think consistently throughout the season, I mean, Brian Dable stands out to me. Doug Peterson, 1,000%. I mean, the Jags kind of started slow. And have consistently, Trevor Lawrence, one of the most underrated players. Mm -hmm. He is not getting. 100%. But he is on fire. And I think he's just kind of come out and shown, like, like, yeah, I had a really crappy rookie season. But I had literally the worst coach that has ever existed in NFL history behind me. He literally kicked the kicker. Um. Yeah. Well, I think for him to now be put into the system and I think Doug Peterson's a really big part of that. So those are my three. So I like it. Ironically enough, I don't know if I'd give it to Dable. I think O'Connell deserves a little recognition because despite the Vikings and their terrible um, point differential, despite being 12 and four, uh, Zimmer was holding Kirk Cousins back, and now all of a sudden we're like, oh, Kirk Cousins is good, you know, and O'Connell's been a big part of that. You know, no one thought the Vikings would win the North, except for yours truly, but um, I don't know. Did any of you pick the Vikings to win the North? No, I still had Packers. I still had the Packers, yeah. Yeah, but. I did say that, I think Jordan also said that the Lions were going to come in second. I did. I think I I said that too. I said it was going to be Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears, and what? It's yeah. probably going to be it, – it is Vikings, and then that second yeah. is up for – Detroit Green this Bay, weekend. whoever yeah. wins. Daniels answered our question. Seven conference losses for the Seahawks. Green Bay only has six. Ah, so the Seahawks it. have Thanks, more conference Daniel. losses. Um, That's right, because one of those losses was to the Jets. Sam loves this comment. 
No, just no, read no, it. no, 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 no. We we do not need any more Dable goatees. I'll do it. <laughs> well, Tom, it works. <laughs> no Dable. Dable needs to. He came out last week. He didn't have it, right? We're, I think he shaved it off. Uh, he's growing it back, like growing his actual I don't, beard. I don't mind yeah. the full the full beard, right? Full beard. It's, like, it's just it's just when he cut it right there, and I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. no, no. He, that was his look most of his time in Buffalo. Well, it's terrible, time. and someone should tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> it does not work for his face shape. Um, comment section's blowing up right now. I don't know which one to pin, but we do have to get to some more questions about the game. Um, tra- oh, there was one thing, Jordan, I wanted to uh, bring up to you. Trevor Lawrence is a borderline Pro Bowl talent this year, and I think – the coaching change is what helped him where I think Daniel Jones's talent was hidden as well because of the horrendous coaching that he had. I think what Lawrence dealt with for one year under urban Meyer, Daniel Jones dealt with for three years. Mm-hmm. Correct. Under Pat Shermer, Joe judge. No, I think Hank said it best right before I came on. Daniel Jones is never going to be this like, amazing MVP quarterback, but this year, and I'm someone I made fun of Sam many a times where I was like, come on, you're still believing in Daniel Jones (laughs) this year. I mean, he proved with the right talent around him. He's a system quarterback. I think you put him in a good offense with a good coach. He'll be able to win you games. So will he ever be able to win you the Super Bowl? I think that's still up. For a question, but I think he deserves at least um, one more year with, like you said, Tom, I think you added in, get him some good Mm -hmm. receivers, um, put him in the system, give him one more year. I think he's earned that. And I said, not this year. I said that last year should be his last chance. So did we, though, to be fair. And, and then, then we were like, no, year, no, this year. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this year, this is really his last chance. And you know what? He earned another year, so I'll give it mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, guys commenting, sorry if I don't get to the comments. This is a Giants show, just a heads up. So any non-Giants Eagles comments probably won't get pinned. But um, let's get to our keys to the game. Uh, Jordan, I'll start with you. What do the Eagles need, whether it's Hurts, whether it's Minshew, what do the Eagles have to do to come out victorious on Sunday? I think you're going to need one. I would love to see Dallas Goddard kind of really help Mm. out uh, because I think we have all of the weapons. I mean, we have our run game is very strong. Our receivers are strong with Dallas Goddard now healthy and out there too. Whoever is at quarterback without Lane Johnson, there's just so many options um, and we can get kind of creative and make things work. But I'm going to, I'm going to say Dallas Goddard just because um, I mean, we, he started off the season. Great. Obviously had the injury. And since he's came back, he's been consistent, but I I really want to see like, I mean, he just has these breakout moments in games. And I think especially right now, we could really use that. Um, so, so I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. I, I really need him to step up in the midst of everything. Um, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be one of my keys. Yeah, I, w- I would say my key is going to circle back to the previous Giants-Eagles game and the fact that the run game, obviously, is something that we talked about a lot earlier, but the run game definitely needs to be stopped because it, it, it was something that, one, was the thing that sent us over the edge because not only were they 
progressing in the air in an impeccable speed, but like we couldn't even stop them. We need to be able to stop them in one place. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't working well for either side, but the run game is something that at least we can work on, especially with like we were talking about Lane Johnson being out, um, you know, plus Jalen, if Jalen does end up playing mobile quarterback, somebody takes off every once in a while. Like we need to really contain that because we can't, we can't give up extra yards, um, you know, just like that. So definitely stopping the run, which is something I think, I don't know how many, how many shows have we done? Like 18 now. (laughs) I think I've said it at least 15 times this year. (laughs) So stop the run. I think protecting Daniel Jones. Um, The big problem is the Eagles have four players with 11 plus sacks. That includes Hassan Reddick, who has 16 and can, continues to just blow up the Giants every time they play. The Eagles have six-plus sacks in five straight games, and the Giants gave up seven sacks in Week 14. But what's ironic is the Giants arguably had their best game from their offensive line in over a decade last week. Um, And it all starts with Andrew Thomas, who he may not be a better tackle than Lane Johnson, Jordan, but (laughs) – I think Andrew Thomas does deserve to be a first-team All-Pro this year at the left tackle position because of just, I mean, his pass blocking grade is astronomical. Third-ranked tackle on PFF, take that with a grain of salt. But I I just think overall him, um, you know, the rotation at left guard with Nick Gates and Ben Bredesen seems to be working. Evan Neal is getting better. Uh, I think protecting Daniel Jones. Hank, what's yours? I would say that's definitely one of them, but another one of my uh, key uh, keys to the game, I would have to say on the other side, you're going to have to pressure Jalen Hurts if he plays, especially because that offensive line is significantly weaker with the loss of Lane Johnson. But Tom, you know what else I'm going to say? Just get off the field in third down. <laughs> I agree. Getting off the field on third down is always key. Um, winning the time of possession battle. Eagles offense was 6-11 on third down last time out. They controlled the ball. So all good stuff, all good keys to the game. And um, I think the Eagles controlling the clock too is key. Um, oh, yeah. Jason Kelsey is great. But Isaac Somalu, I think, is criminally underrated at left guard. Jordan, he's quietly pretty good player. He's been the starter for a few years now. So yeah, yeah, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like we ha- we obviously have our stars and and we have our our rocks, but the guys next to them have been fantastic all year. So I don't want to harp so much on Lane Johnson because I don't want to take away from what they've done. Just need them to step up for one more game. One more game. Get one more win. I think that's a great point. Um, Players to watch. Let's go with uh, each person gets two. Jordan, we'll start with you. Who are your players to watch in this game? Could be from either team. uh, Maybe one on each side. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously our defense has been super iffy. I mean, I want us to stop Saquon, and that's if he starts. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I mean, I heard what you guys were saying before I came on where you want everyone to start for at least 
the first half, which is basically what I'm saying for my team too. Um, selfishly, I hope you rest everyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to kind of come out and, you know, roll over your backups and just get it done. Wash our hands, take that one seed and be fine. But if you guys, which I think, I think you guys are pretty spot on with everyone will at least start and play for a chunk of time. Um, and in that chunk of time that they play, just stop Saquon. Um, kind of make sure he's not able to do anything because um, our run defense hasn't been super great in the last uh, couple weeks. But we do have a tendency of, like, when we played uh, the Colts, everyone was like, you're not going to be able to stop Cha- Jonathan Taylor. And we did. When we played the Titans, everyone was like, you're not going to be able to stop Terrick Henry. And we did. And it took, like, all of our forces to stop them. But it was enough to win the game. So I think if we can just kind of focus on stopping Saquon. Um, so I know you wanted, like, key players. Mm-hmm. Saquon is a key player because we need to stop him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then other than him on the Eagles, I really want to watch um, – I mean, Jason Kelsey, which sounds crazy, but if Gardner Minshew's out there, their communication hasn't been great. Um, And there's a very good chance that we see Gardner Minshew for the entire game or at least half the game. Um, And I don't want us to be in a situation where Jalen Hurts starts, puts us in a good position, and then something funky happens and we blow it. Um, So that's I'm going to say Jason Kelsey, and that's mainly for if Gardner's out there, um, just so they can kind of – fix up whatever happened the last two weeks. Cause you don't see Jason Kelsey make mistakes often. And we saw a lot in the last two weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, my two guys, I'll start with Philly first. Um, we know that Daniel Jones performs the best when he has the time. And this past week he wasn't sacked one time. Kid had two in the air, two on the ground. So, I'm going to say that on the Eagles side that I'm going to be watching out for is going to be Brandon Graham, um, Eagles defensive end, because last time we played them, I believe he had three sacks. Um, He had a a forced fumble. He was constantly all over, all over the place. So he's something that we definitely have to work on because if we contain him and obviously the the rest of the Eagles defense as well, Daniel Jones will continue to be able to ball out the way that he did last week. Um, and on the giant side of the ball, I'll say Andrew Thomas for the same reason. Um, somebody who needs to step up to make sure that the Eagles defense doesn't get to Daniel Jones, because like I said, if Daniel Jones has the time, he's going to make it happen. So those are going to be my two guys to watch this weekend. I like that you um, want Andrew Thomas, because mm-hmm. you, you know, that's, that's usually my go-to, but I'm glad somebody else kind of took him for a change because I kind of got tired of taking him. I'm going to say Kayvon Thibodeau for the Giants. I think he's going to build off another strong week. And as far as the Eagles go, I'm definitely going to have to go with Miles Sanders. And the reason I say Miles Sanders, again, goes back to my comments about the offensive line. Let's see if he has another strong rushing game against the Giants, but this time, Sands Lane Johnson. Yeah. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is a force to be reckoned with. Four sacks on the season. A lot of pressures. He probably should have more sacks than he does, um, but he has been held a lot this season. Um, For me, for the Giants, I'm going with Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, wide receiver, four touchdowns in his last five games. He's only played eight games for the Giants. He has zero drops on 48 targets this season, a 78.5% catch rate. Um, 
Last game against Philly, he had that touchdown against Darius Slay. Darius Slay is a top 20 corner in the NFL easily. So for a guy who has three picks on the season, Hodgins did a really good job against him, in my opinion. And it opened things up in the middle for guys like Richie James and Daniel Bellinger to get open. Because remember, James also had a good game that day, mainly because of Isaiah Hodgins garnering some attention. Um, my second player to watch, it's uh, with Bradbury and Slay. You always have to look over the middle of the field. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, number one tight end and catch percentage this season. There are 44 tight ends in the National Football League with 29 or more targets. So that's a big, big recognition. 85.7% catch rate when targeted through 12 games this season. Remember, he had that gruesome eye injury earlier this year. 30 catches, 268 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing as well for a tight end. That's very uncommon. And did anyone mention Dexter Lawrence? No, I don't think so. No. Best nose tackle in the league this year, in my opinion. Pro bowler. Um, big reason why um, the Giants are going to the playoffs. Seven and a half sacks. 32 quarterback hurries for a guy who's 340 pounds. Big man. Big man. For the Eagles, I like TJ Edwards a lot. I really do. He's a great linebacker, 149 tackles on the year. He's ranked the second best linebacker on PFF. Great year for him. Um, Ten tackles for loss, two and seven passes defended. Very solid in coverage. I'm concerned about him. And as always, Brandon Graham. Holy shit. We can't block this guy. We really can't. Um, last game against the Giants, he had three sacks. Three. Three QB hits and a forced fumble, 11 sacks on the year. That's going to be tough, tough for the Giants to go after. So those are our players to watch. We have a couple more comments here. Um, Somebody mentioned something before about our thoughts on Devontae Smith. Jordan, you want to take that one? Yeah, no, I actually saw a lot of people on Twitter this week um, say that Devontae Smith needs to step up more. Um, I think he's had a great season. Yeah. It's like every game that A.J. Brown isn't going off, Devontae Smith is going off. And and that's exactly the dynamic that we wanted by, I mean, drafting Devontae Smith last year and then bringing A.J. Brown in this year. That's literally why we have the two of them. Um, Obviously, in an offense like this, especially when we have such a strong run game as well, when we have a good, when he's healthy, when we have a good tight end in Dallas Goddard too, like, you're you're not going to be able to have like both guys just go off every single game. But this is the first time in years that we've had two Eagles wide receivers with over a thousand y- receiving yards in a season. Like both of them, both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are doing incredible. And like I said, when was it, one isn't there, the other one is right there waiting. Like, don't worry, I still have your back. So I can't say enough good things about the two of them. And I'm confused. as, And I'm not saying, Craig, I'm not saying that you said this. I'm just bringing it up because I saw it a lot this week and was taken back. So I was like, where's all this Devontae Smith hate coming from? He, he's done fantastic. So I love him. I mean, last uh, the last time we played you guys, he had he was going 
off against you guys. He, he had that touchdown, that fourth down touchdown that he yeah. just ended up in the end zone that we were on. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? And I was so, literally, I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So it was a fourth down, like early It was on. like fourth and seven too. Like it wasn't yeah. like a fourth and one. And I was like, I literally looked at Sam and I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then I just saw him run in and literally I just like, I didn't even react. Like I just was like, yeah, oh my no, God, that, that's bonkers. Beautiful. It was a beautiful catch. And a beautiful I mean, I, I think Devontae Smith is outshined by A.J. Brown, but I think Absolutely. Devontae Smith knew that that was going to happen when we brought in A.J. Brown. And going back, I talked about this a lot the last time I was on here about how no one on this team's a diva. Like, everyone just kind of knows their place, and everyone wants the team to do well for the sake of winning and and getting us to the playoffs and, and eventually getting that Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think – I, I love him. And I think even if AJ Brown wasn't on this team, I mean, obviously we see how much he's elevated us. I, I think Devontae Smith would be fantastic. Devontae Smith could be a wide receiver one on like majority of any other team in the league right now. Like, like name it. There are I, not, I'll say there's 20 teams in the NFL that Devontae Smith could go and immediately be a wide receiver one. So the giants, I mean, the Fourteen hundred yards, twenty-one big play catches this season. That's more than all the Giants receivers combined. Yeah, yeah, and that's our wide receiver too. So, yeah. I mean, I think personally, I think he stepped up. I think he's great. I would agree. It's going to be crazy stuff, but let's pick this game here before we let you go, Jordan. Um, we appreciate your time as always. Who do you have winning? this football game and what's your final score you mentioned one one point potentially so i'm interested to see if you go there no i'm i'm gonna say that the eagles win 21 17 i don't think it's gonna be a super crazy high scoring game i think everyone's just gonna come out and get it done it's gonna be closer than last time because we're banged up um i'm gonna speak the way that i did last time about oh i'm gonna give the giants credit because i feel like that was good karma where i was like nice and then the eagles were like haha jordan look what we're doing <laughs> um, so i'm hoping that happens again especially on our own turf with the one seat on the line but no i'm gonna say 21 17 eagles we're almost we're almost close again close almost but i'm actually kind of flipped so i actually think that the giants are gonna win this game but I do think Ooh. it's going to be by one point, and I do think it is going to be twenty-one to twenty. Giants win. Okay. <laughs> I have to go with them. I have to go with them this week. Uh, I just last time I felt so guilty, so I have to take them this week. And after last week's performance, I a hundred percent think that this is going to be one of the better games this weekend. I genuinely believe that. I think it's going to be a great game. I hope. Hank. I think this is going to be a really close game. I don't, unfortunately, think the Giants are going to win. I have the Eagles winning 24-21. to 21. But the more important thing is that I think the Giants will play a close enough to game to where it'll be a confidence booster for them going into the playoffs. Oh, and somehow Danny has the same exact prediction as I did. <laughs> What was your score, Hank? Sorry, I missed that. I lagged for a 24 second. 24 to 21 Eagles. 24 to 21 Eagles. Okay. Oh, we're going with the Giants. Yay! I'm going with the Giants. Tudo brings up a good point before. 
um, if I can get it, because we have all these fake accounts tonight commenting. We know who you are, people. Um, Tommy, Giants should play all their starters to win this game and gain their confidence going into the playoffs and also to gel together in all trenches. It would help them tremendously to beat the boys and losers. Um, <laughs> um, I think the final score will be Giants 23-22. to 22. I'm going with that one point, Jordan, that one point. One um, point, one point. And, folks, if you remember week 14, I was saying I think they split this year. You guys remember that? I said, I said they were going to split, too. I was confident you guys were going to split because I didn't think we would have to play this week. Yeah. <laughs> I thought everything was going to be wrapped up, bing, bang, boom, done. And I was like, cool, Giants can win week 18. It won't even matter at that point. Um, and now we have to fight for our lives. Larry says, let's go, Giants. Appreciate you, Larry. Um, Tudo Giants 24 17 win. Tudo, I hope you enjoy that game at the link, man. Um, really appreciate you commenting as always. Happy New Year to you and your buddies as well. But, uh, Jordan, any final thoughts here before we sign off and where people can find your lovely content? Yeah, no, you can find my personal content TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere at the Sporty Jordy, just like this. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can find me and Sam, my coworker, my literal other half um, that I talk to every second of every day. <laughs> um, you can find all of our stuff, every all the fun stuff that we're doing on Mojo at Mojo M O J O, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we are everywhere. A lot of exciting stuff coming up with Mojo too by the end of this month. I can't give too much away, but Sam knows what I'm talking about. Um, so a lot of fun stuff coming, but yeah, that's where you can find us at the sporty Jordy at Mojo. Um, and my final thoughts were, are, I just really hope to see Jalen Hurts touch grace the field this weekend with his presence, um, and get us that one seed. <laughs> oh yeah. I, someone just commented about the chargers Jersey. I wouldn't say I'm a chargers fan. I would say I'm in love with a golden haired boy named Justin Herbert. Um, so yes, bolt up baby. Bolt up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they might get that five seed in the AFC. But Jordan, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck this weekend. Not too much, but best of luck. May the best uh, team win. Yes. Ha- happy New Year, and let's go Big Blue. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, Birds! Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank on. you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. That was Jordan uh, from Moho Mo- Mojo. Sorry, Mojo. Mojo. Yeah. Um, one of our favorite Philadelphia Eagles fans and quickly here, I think we caught all the players we wanted to talk about, you know, we talked about everybody for the Eagles and their insane pass rush, you know, Um, I'm still concerned about Hassan Reddick with those 16 sacks. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen. Tudo with another comment, Tommy, we suffered a devastating loss last Friday, and we will take our frustrations on them on Sunday at the link. Tudo, you guys better show up and be proud up there. Unfortunately, I have a 4 a.m. shift on Sunday morning, so I will not be there. Um, Ah, 4 a.m.? 4 a.m., yeah. I'm filling in for – I'm filling in for an Eagles fan at work who's going to the game at the lane. Wow. Yeah. So now I now I really want now I really want the Giants to win. Oh, was that the Eagles fan that commented on one of our last episodes? Mark Alkin, yes. Because I remember you mentioning Eagles fan that you work with, and I'm like, 
Yeah. Also want to shout out a lot of people tonight. John Suggs, Galladay, get his bonus this game. I don't know. It'll take so much. Who? I want to shout. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that man. I don't know that man either. Um, Ma'am matters. Yes. Thank you, Larry. Another former mammer with me as, as well. Um, appreciate all the support, everybody. I know, I think next week, depending on how the schedule goes, uh, assuming wild card weekend will be next weekend. If they don't play the bills, I don't think they're playing or continuing that bills Bengals game, but more than likely the giants will be previewing wild card weekend next week. Uh, we're going to try to get um, a pair of co-hosts on the show. They've been on before. We'll try to talk to them. Sam Hank, any final thoughts? Well, one, I can't even believe that we're here at the end of the season. Two, I cannot believe that we are not ending here and that we will have more shows to come because of the playoffs. And uh, we'll see how much longer we do our show for. Hopefully it's for uh, quite a number more weeks. Again, I, you knew there was going to be progress this year, but progress to the point of playoffs, I don't know. I probably would have told you that was a stretch before the season. It all definitely feels crazy. And it didn't really sink in until probably long after I walked down the Shea, the Shea ramp at the stadium. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you remember what Shea Stadium's like, you know why I pretty much call it that. Yeah. And heck, probably not even until I got into the to my car in the Murray Hill parking lot was when it really sank in. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, and I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, week 18 is here already, and the Giants are in the playoffs. I'm very excited for this game. Without yes. further ado, let's go Big, Big Blue. Blue.